Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Are you ready for God's Word today? I feel I have a word for this church, for us today, for you today, uh, for me today. Uh, I, I really didn't ha- have a title, but I, I, I have one. Uh, but as I, I want to build it up to that title because, you know, when you go searching for a place to eat, how many have ever done that? You know, you get in the car and you go, well, what are you hungry for? I'll ask Pookie, what are you hungry for? I don't know, what are you hungry for? I mean, then we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know. And I know you guys don't do that, but we do. And so we go back and forth and we are asking each other, well, you know, seafood sounds good or Mexican food sounds good. You know, Chinese food, we go back and forth, you know. But you know what? is always a good meal is one of them mom and pop diners come on oh oh big tex invited me to breakfast one one morning and he said hey i wanted to take you over to jimmy's roundup I mean, as a mom and pops, you know, those are the places you want to go because you know you're not just going to get just a small little meal yeah, it's going to be full. Your plate's going to be overflowing. My plate was overflowing. I don't even think I got to eat everything because it was so full. Uh, uh, maybe I'll get a free meal. It's on 59th Street, South 59th Street. I don't. <laughs> but it, it, it's a great place. You always want to go to them old diners like that. And, and, and so today I, I, I have a message entitled Faith's diner faith's diner and and so today this is what i want you to do i want you to position yourself for this word today i I want you to scoot up to the table come on i'm gonna give you one of them mom and pop meals today uh, that's going to stir you up. There's going to be something that's going to be stirred up today because, you know, we got to do things by faith. We, we come into the house today by faith. We come with expectation by faith. You know, uh, uh, we've got many people that, that, that need miracles in their life, even this week, that we're praying over. Uh, we're praying over Rick's mom. We're praying over Rick. He has a procedure this week. Praying over you, Edie. We're praying over Pam, uh, Debbie, Debbie's sister. We're praying over many people. We're praying over Junior and Lori. We've been, we've been praying over Big Tech. We've been praying over many people, and, and there's many that I haven't uh, uh, mentioned this morning. But but when we do it, we do it by faith and believing that God will bring forth His healing power and His healing touch upon their lives. And we've got to walk by faith and not by. Hallelujah. 
And when we walk by faith and not by sight, things begin to happen. Things begin to shift. And, and, and we got to that today prepare for the meal that God has for us. So, so scoot yourself up to the table. We're going to break some bread today. We're going to break some bread today and we're going to tear down what the enemy is trying to destroy. Amen? Because the enemy wants to do one thing, and that's to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to bring discouragement. Uh, he'll bring sickness, and then he'll attack everything else along with it. He'll attack our family. Come on, we've been through it this year. We know. I, I, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Uh, he'll attack everything. He'll attack your family. He'll attack your finances. He'll attack everything that he can get his grimy little hands on. But God can turn it all around. All in one moment. And, and today, I just want to talk about Faith's Diner. We're going to dine today. We're, we're gonna, somebody's faith's going to get stretched a little bit today. Come on, do you want your faith stretched today? Uh, look, look at the Word of God in Romans chapter number 12 and verse number, 13, number 3. Verse number 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God, the Lord's speaking this to somebody today. He's given each one of us the measure of faith. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, God's given you some faith. Come on, we're, we're at the table today. Is that all right? I should have brought a kitchen table in the house today so, so I could just, we could just dine together. Uh, and, and today, I, I just feel like that, that God wants you to know that each one of us have been given the measure of faith. And when we come together in one accord and we take the faith that God has in our life, miracles, signs, and wonders will follow. Those who believe. Uh, today, each one of us have been given the measure of faith. So how are you going to use your faith? How are you going to exercise your faith? Yeah, faith, with faith in God, we can move mountains. The Bible says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed... Things can happen. Things can change. Uh, all we have to have is that just a small dot of faith. That's all we have to have in God. And when we have that small, uh, I'm calling that seed a dot because that's all it is, is a little tiny dot. Uh, if we have a, 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 the faith of that small little dot, <laughs> We can move mountains. We can take that mountain and watch it be cast into the sea. God can change your situation all around. All we have to do is have faith in God. Come on, we're at Faith's Diner today. We're sitting at the table today. We're taking a bite of this steak today. 
or something much more expensive, eggs, today. <laughs> Each one of us have been given the measure of faith. And so today at Faith's Diner, I, I want to give you point number one. Point number one is it's, it's about the faith. It's about the faith. We just have to have faith in God. We've got the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. You should have that memorized by now. Because I use it all the time. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I know it's Mama Parr's favorite scripture. Because we've got to trust in God, no matter what, we, what we're going through. In all our ways, we've got to acknowledge God. Come on, we've got to acknowledge Him. Even if the result's bad. We've got to acknowledge Him, and we've got to thank Him. We've got to thank Him for the end result. God, I'm going to praise You no matter what. I'm going to give You glory no matter what. I'm going to honor you no matter what. I'm going to have my faith in you today, God. And when we have faith in God, I'm telling you, the circumstance will turn around. All we have to do, because it's all about faith. It's about the faith. Come on, tell your neighbor it's about the faith. So get it. It's about the faith. Hebrews chapter number 11. That's our faith chapter. That's a, that's a chapter you all just need to read. Because you see all of the faith workers at work in Hebrews chapter number 11. So uh, that's your homework today. Read Hebrews chapter 11, the whole chapter. Come on, that... We're going to box it up, and you can take it home so that you can eat it at home, Hebrews chapter number 11. But I'm just going to talk about the first three verses, because it's about faith. The Bible says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Uh, verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what we is seen was not made out of what was visible. God wants us to know He started this faith chapter out by just letting us know that we're walking by faith and not by sight. We can't see the end results until we walk it out. It's about the faith. It's about the faith in God. You know, when you go through one storm and you make it through by faith, you can reflect back on that storm and know that if you made it back then, you're going to make it again. God wants, wants you to know today, you're about to make it through. 
I don't know what difficulties you're going through right now, but the Lord does. And the Lord is about to turn it around. There's a turnaround that is about to happen. I'm just to prophesy this over somebody's situation today. It's about to turn around. God's about to turn your situation around so that God can get the glory, so he can get the honor, so he can get the praise, and you can put the check mark by your situation. What does the check mark mean? It means it's a done deal. It's a done deal. We just have to have faith in God. I mean, look at all the giants of faith. Abraham was a giant of faith. I mean, you can go through Hebrews 11 and see all the people. Elijah was a giant of faith. He believed in the rain that was going to come. And God brought forth the rain. Uh, You can look at uh, Moses. You can look at all of the different people in the Word of God. They walk by faith and not by sight. Even in the most difficult times. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wasn't in there, but they walked by faith. They trusted God. Even though the fiery furnace was uh, was hotter than... Hotter than uh, seven times hotter, uh, they still walked by faith and trusted God. And who, what did God do? He saw them through it. He saw them through the fire. If God can do it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, He can do it for you. We have to have faith. It's about the faith. It's about the faith. Number two, when it's about the faith, what we find out is. Sometimes we have to go through some construction work. And and so point number two is faith under construction. We have some faith that's under construction. How many may have some faith that's under construction right now? It's in the works. It's in the works. Uh, You know, when we have construction or a remodel, uh, there's a lot of dust in the air. Have you ever experienced that in a remodel? There's always a lot of dust and you try to try to try to uh, uh, make that area that you're going to work on where be dust free in the rest of the house or the rest of the building or wherever you're working at. God wants somebody to know that somebody's under some faith construction right now. And what you're doing is you're stirring up some dust. But God says, get ready, because as soon as the dust gets stirred up, you're going to go back in and you're going to vacuum it all out. And God's going to make it all clean again. God's going to turn your situation and he's going to make it better than it was in the beginning. Because God says, I'm turning it around by faith all we have to do is have faith because your faith it may be under construction right now but God's going to see you through it today in Jesus name uh, you come to the table today to dine and find out that God wants you to know that we walk by faith and even though we're under construction God says get ready get ready because you're going to see the end result you're about somebody today. Yeah, it's on the final touches. There's some final touches that are going up. There's some final touches that are happening right now in your life. As some of you may be in the beginning of the uh, faith under construction and the beginning time work. 
Where you, you know, whenever they, you do things and you, and you reconstruct things, you have to tear everything out. You put new cabinets in your house, you got to rip everything out. Man, it makes a bunch of dust. It makes a bunch. We, we've done that where we've taken out our countertop and man, it, it was, it was dusty. We kept seeing dust and seeing dust and seeing dust and Iris is dusting and dusting and dusting. Uh, but the end result is what we're after. And the Lord just told me to tell somebody today, keep pushing through. You may not see it all right now. It may not make sense right now. But God says in a little while, it's all going to make sense. And it's all going to be all cleaned up. Because God is about to bring forth the vacuum. He's about to suck out the junk that doesn't deserve to be in the place where it's at. He's going to get rid of the garbage. And he's going to bring in the new. See, that's why the Bible says over in Isaiah chapter number 43 and verses 18 and 19, Forget the former things and don't dwell on the past. See that I am doing a new thing. God's about to do something new in your life. Even though you're under construction, know that God's got this. Faith under construction, Jude chapter 1 and verse number 20, it says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, while you're under construction, sometimes you don't know what to pray. So just start praying in the Spirit. Come on, just start praying in the Spirit. Let that tongue go. Come on, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost and you can't pray in the Spirit, pray that God fill you with the Spirit. And that Holy Ghost language would come out. That's what I love about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues is that is the most pure language of all. Ain't no cuss words in it. Come on, he cleans up our tongue. He gives us his tongue. And when we pray in the spirit, things begin to happen and it stirs up our faith, our faith in God, our faith in God, especially when we're under construction. When you're under construction, you don't feel like you're ever going to see the end date of your construction. And it seems like it always gets pushed off because things come in late. I don't know if anybody's ever done any construction work, but especially lately, not all the shelves are full with the things that you need and things come in late. It seems like God... You, you're not answering my prayers. The Lord just told me to tell somebody, it's all right. It's on its way. It, you may, it may be two weeks out, but it's on its way. But it's not going to be late. It's not going to be too late. Somebody needs to hear this today. God's not going to be too late. He's about to bring forth the delivery. And it's going to happen sooner than you expected. You may see the two-week 
that it's out there two weeks, but God says, I'm going to bring it forth in that FedEx truck. I'm going to bring it earlier than what you expected. I'm even going to deliver it on Sunday. I, on a day that you're not expecting the package, God is about to deliver the package whenever our faith is under construction. Number three. Number three. Number one, it's about the faith. Number two, faith under construction. And number three, put your faith in action. Put your faith in action. Faith in action. You got to do something to get your miracle. I mean, you've heard me say this time and time. Every miracle that Jesus performed, somebody had to do something to get the miracle. His first miracle that he performed, bring me the water. I'm going to give you some good wine. I'm going to give you the good wine. I mean, in fact, they were asking him, hey, Jesus, where'd you get this wine at? We're not supposed to serve good wine at the end of the party. We're not supposed to serve it at the end of the party. But Jesus turned the water into the wine. Why? Because somebody brought him some water. Amen. By faith, by faith, he, he turned the water into wine. Put your faith into action. Declare it. God, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to happen today. I'm not waiting for tomorrow. I want it today. Put your faith in action. The Bible says in James chapter number 2, verse 18 through 20, it says, But someone will say, You have faith. I have deeds. Uh, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. And verse number 20, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless or faith without deeds is dead? Well, you got to do something. You got to move. You got to move. I, I mean, I've, I, I remember one time I, I, I was prophesying over this individual and the anointing was on me and I prophesied over him. And about three or four weeks later, this lady come up to me and she called me a false prophet. I'm like, really? How am I a false prophet? And she goes, well, it didn't happen the way you said it was going to happen. And, and so you're a false prophet. And I said, I brought it back to her and I said, let me ask you one thing. What did that individual do to make that prophecy come to pass? Did they sit on their blessed assurance or did they go out and grab a hold of it? And then she got to thinking, wait a minute. All they did is sit around waiting for it to happen, waiting for it to drop in their lap. Some, so many times we are waiting for it just to be dropped in our lap. But the Lord says, you need to start moving. You need to start acting. You need to start confessing. God, I believe in miracles. And I believe you're going to turn my whole situation around. God, I believe that by your stripes we are healed. God, I declare that. I declare that you will supply all of my needs. God, I thank 
thank you. And I declare that over my life. Sometimes you just got to confess it out of your mouth. Maybe it's not walking around. Maybe it's just speaking it out. Speak it out. Speak out the healing power of God's Word. Speak out His promises. Start digging into the Word and seeing the promises of God because His promises are yes and amen. And we got to declare that over our life, over our church, over the people that are around us, that God will deliver them. God wants to move. God wants to move. But the only way God can move is you got to move first. We want revival. We're praying for revival. God send forth revival. You know, when God sends forth revival, it's not going to come the way we think it's going to come. In fact, you're going to have to reschedule some things. When revival comes, you're going to have to reschedule some things. You know what that means? You're going to have to say no to some people. Come on, I, I've been to some revivals. I, 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 I was in a revival, well, we was in a revival at Cathedral of Praise, a five-week revival with Dwight Thompson. God moved so mightily. People didn't want to leave the place because the anointing was so strong. I, I remember uh, uh, Pastor Steve came to Kingfisher. Kingfisher of all places, revival broke out. Nobody wanted to leave the church services. Man, I tried to get everybody to come. I told you this before. I, I asked my boss over 17 times to come to, to that revival. And finally, on the last night, he finally came. And him and his whole household got saved. To God be the glory. I, I, I remember we did a revival up in uh, uh, Minnesota, one of our first revivals with our evangelism, uh, breakthrough evangelism. I'll never forget, uh, we were preaching at, uh, in, the, in the Twin Cities, and, and the anointing of God hit so strong. This is a big church. They had two Sunday morning services, and the anointing hit so strong. People were slain in the Spirit all over the place. The, and we were only scheduled to preach Sunday morning and Sunday night. The pastor snatched the mic out of my hand, and he's stepping over people, and he said... Uh, this, we're going to be, extend our revival. We're supposed to have it tonight, but I want you to tell everybody that we're not just having it tonight, but we're having it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord kept moving, and people kept coming in. And on the last night of that revival, there was people standing on the back of the church because there were, every seat in the house was full. Nobody wanted to leave. The anointing hits so strong. My kids can probably tell this testimony better than me. They were little tykes. This is about 12 years ago. They were little tykes. We were there till 1 o'clock in the morning praying over people. Because the Spirit of God was in that place. And my kiddos, they were hungry. <laughs> Weren't you? They were starving. 
But I'll never forget the anointing hit so strong. I prayed over the young people. Well, the very first person I prayed over was this Hispanic guy. I called him out. The anointing told me to call him out. I brought him up to the front and I said, you need Jesus in your heart. The man just collapsed to the ground and started crying and revival started breaking out. People started coming to the altars. I prayed for all the young people. I'm just telling you what God did. Can I just tell you what God's doing and what God's about to do right here at Epicenter Church? I, I prayed the anointing of God upon that man. He gave his heart to Jesus. I prayed for all the young people that night because they had to go back to school. But as they began to form the lines, they were on both sides. And we'd pray for this side. We'd pray for this side. And the anointing of God would fall. This, this man came up, and it was probably about 10 or 11 o'clock. He finally made it through the line. He said, I've been waiting to get up here because i got to tell you something. He said, I come to pick up my son today from church. And he said, he got in the car, and it was just like the glory. There was just like a light that was just radiant around him when he set in. And he said, son, what happened to you? He said, dad, there's an evangelist that's in this church and he's been praying for everybody. He prayed for me and I fell down under the power of God and God touched me in a powerful way. And he, he, he forgave me of all my sins. God forgave me of all my sins today. And that man looked at his son and he said, do you think he'll pray for me? And he said, yeah, he will, but you got to go get in line. You got to do something to get your miracle. That man came up to the front and he said, I've been waiting because my young, my, my, my child, I picked him up and told him the whole story. And, and that night he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. God changed him that night. He turned his situation around. The Lord wants somebody to know tonight. He is a, today he is about to turn your situation around. All we got to do is walk by faith. We need to put it to action come on we need to put it to action and when we put it to action God will begin it won't be dead it'll be alive God's about to resurrect some things today we just need to connect back with him we need to connect back with him you know you're going to hear me talk about this all the time we just need to pray we just need to, oh, you know what? We got the most amazing prayer team. I just want you guys to know you guys are going to be known around the world. People are going to want to come in because of our intercessory team. They're going to want to join you in different countries. I'm just supposed to prophesy this over you right now. Miss Andrea, get ready. You're going to get calls from different countries. Because they're gonna, they have needs. And as soon as you start praying, things are going to shift for other churches around the world. So get ready. Revival's going to break out in other churches around the world because of the intercessory prayer in this church. Hallelujah. I, I can just give you an example. Tiffany, the other day, I, I sent a prayer, a prayer to uh, her, her, her co-worker that her husband's down in, in Houston. And the moment I sent that, then I got a prayer, prayer from Miss Andrea. Oh, my, it was anointed. 
I'm just going to tell this, all right? <laughs> Tiffany said, she sent it. And then she told her co-worker, don't worry about it. Miss Andrea done prayed. The prayer team done prayed. <laughs> Things are happening. <laughs> he he going to make it through the surgery. <laughs> Because of the prayers that happened. I, I just want to encourage somebody today. You need to get on board and start praying. And watch what God will do. God will change the atmosphere of your situation in prayer. Things happen whenever you start praying. The atmosphere changes. The atmosphere changes. Maya, I'm so glad you've come because one of the first things she told me, she goes, I just want you to know, Pastor, I have a prayer room. Man, she reminded me of War Room. I said, you got to go watch War Room if you haven't watched it. And she said, I got a prayer room. And man, that just clicked with me. There's an anointing that's upon your prayer time. And God's going to bring expansion to your prayer time where you're able to be able to experience His presence like never before. You're about to go to the next dimension in prayer than you've ever been before. So I'm supposed to prophesy this over you today, Maya, because things are going to happen when you start praying, because you're connected with some prayer warriors uh, that are in this church. And in that connection, something's changing. There's a shift that is happening, and God's going to draw people from the north, the south, east, and west. I said this on Thursday night. I'm going to say it again. There was three people this week, three different people that prophesied this over me this week. They said this. Every one of them was the exact. They, but I've got to add one little thing that another guy said. They all said, the church that you're at right now has not got enough chairs they didn't say god but i'm saying that they don't you do not have enough chairs for the capacity of people that are about to come and they said you don't have to worry about the sign out front one guy told me he said even if the sign is cricket they're still going to come I pulled up this morning, David. The sign right across the street was crooked. I'm like, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. It's crooked, but I don't care. Because God's going to bring people from every single direction. From the four corners of the earth, God's going to bring them. I'm not just going to limit it to the United States. I'm talking around the world. God is going to bring every race, every nation, and every land is going to fill this house. God's going to show up and show off. Why? Because we're on seasoned ground. Mm. This place has been seasoned for years and years and years. And that's what the desire has been in this house, is that God will fill this house. Hallelujah. Not for man, but for Him. To God be the glory. And every instrument is going to be filled. It's going to happen sooner than we think, church. So don't get comfortable in the chair you're sitting in. Come on. Somebody going to set up right in your business, right next to you. 
Hallelujah. I, that's what I love about this church. Everybody's like, that's okay. Bring them on. Bring them on. Because that's what we've been praying for. Bring them on. Because that's what we've been praying for. Bring them on. Bring in the homeless. Bring in those that are in need. Because God's going to supply every need. Everyone has a soul. Bring them all in. Bring in the rich. Bring in the poor. It doesn't matter. God wants to bring them in from every direction and every race. To God be the glory. Are we still at the table? Are we still dining? We're feasting. Is anybody feasting in the house? We just need to pray. Prayer changes things. God will bring it in. God will bring in every desire that you have. All the desires of our heart. Hallelujah. Josh, hold on to those five, okay? We're going to number four. Number four. Number one, it's about the faith. If you want to know what those five are, come Thursday night. I'll share them with you. About prayer. Five, I have five points on prayer, but I'm not going to share them right now. I'll share them Thursday night. Amina wants to hear them, but Amina, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> it's about the faith. Come on, I'm just giving you some faith food today. Is that all right? I just want to give you some faith food so you have this today. So you can digest it this week because things are going to happen. We just got to walk by faith. faith. It's about the faith, and it's about faith under construction. And, and we got to put our faith into action. And then the fourth point I want to give you today is, is entitled radical faith. Some of you are going to have to have some radical faith. Where whatever your situation is, it may be impossible, but with radical faith. Come on, you guys get more crazy at a, at a football game or a basketball game. Come on, I, I seen some crazy people on Friday night. We went to the Thunder game. I seen some crazy people on Friday night. I mean, they painted their faces. One old guy, he had like a mask on and a cape with no shirt. I don't want to give you any more detail because it wasn't pretty. You probably seen him on TV. <laughs> and every time somebody shot a free throw, he'd come down to disturb them. And boy, he disturbed everybody. But it's because of his radicalness on the inside. That's the way we need to be in church. Not dressed like that, but we need to be in church. We need to be radical for Jesus. Where we have some radical faith. Where we say, God, I'm ready for it to happen today. I, I'm just going to run by faith today. I'm going to run by faith today. I'm going to believe my miracle today. I'm going to grab a hold of my miracle today. I'm going to have some radical faith. Come on, do I have anybody in here that has radical faith? Come on, we got to get radical for Jesus today. We need to stir up that radicalness inside of us. We got to get a little excited. 
Because God's about to do some amazing things. We got to have that radical. See, the devil reminds you of your past. You need to tell him, I got some radical faith. Come on, every time he tries to bring up your past, you just need to remind him, I got radical faith. Come on, don't make me put my cape on. <laughs> I got radical faith. Don't make me put my mask on. Get my megaphone out. I got some radical, who, who's got some radical faith today? Now, coach, don't go come dressed like that next week, okay? When someone tries to disqualify or discredit the Bible truths, tell them, I got some radical faith. I got some radical faith. Uh, when you can't figure out how to pay your bills, stop and say, God, thank you for my radical faith. Thank you for my radical faith. When the enemy comes in like a flood, say, I got some radical faith. That radical faith can lead you to believe that God will raise up a standard against him. See, when trouble seems more than you can bear, radical faith says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. When temptations come your direction. You, need, you know what that means? means, J.C., you just need to laugh at the enemy. Because God's about to turn it around. Because you got radical faith. Francis, you got radical faith. We got radical faith in the house today. Somebody today, we need to stir up the radical faith. Come on, when you're at the dining table, something happens. You get radical. Man, I've been to... My in-law's house on a Thanksgiving, and we all come to the table and dine, and then they clear off the table and bring the games on. And it's to each its own. We played this game, I think it's called Spoons or it's called Pit. But we made it out of spoons. I'd never seen my mother-in-law move like she moved. She went diving across the table. She had some radical faith. You did it at the dinner table. She came flying across the table, went through the wall. Her chair did. See, that's what happens at the dining table. When we come together as Christians and our faith comes together, something begins to stir up inside of us where we can say to the mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and it happens right there. Your mama's going to be healed, Rick, and she's going to be a testimony. God can do it for Dan. He can do it for her. If God can do it for, if God can do it for Greg, he can do it for her. To God be the glory. If God can do it for JC, JC, the first time he came here, God healed him. Cancer, wasn't it? It was cancer. God heals our body. Uh, all we got to do is do it by faith. We need some radical faith in the house. 
Junior's a walking miracle. And not only has God healed his cancer, but God's healed his heart. God's healed his arteries. And I'm just supposed to tell you, Junior and Lori, he's not done. Oh, come on, we got to get more excited than that. When that thunder threw that three-pointer up at the beginning of the game on, on Friday night, I mean, people got crazy. People got radical. Because why? The ball was in their favor. I'm supposed to tell somebody tonight, today, that God is in your favor. And God's about to turn your situation around and the momentum is in your direction. Woo. Glory. 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 Hmm. We just need to have some radical faith. We need to have more of God and less of ourselves. We need to have more of God and less of ourselves. Because this is what faith is. Faith is the bridge. I'm going to close with this today. Faith is the bridge to lead you where you're going. Faith is the bridge that will lead you where you are going. So when you're walking by faith, you're creating a bridge to get, it, to get over that difficult area of your life. God made a way for Moses to cross the river, the sea. It just parted. Became dry land. He, 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 he did the same for Joshua. He stopped the waters and dried up the land. Uh, the Lord wants somebody so they could get the covenant across to the other side. Uh, somebody today, when you take your step into adversity and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen the way you think it's going to happen, do what those priests did in Joshua chapter number 3 and verse number 5, they just put their feet on the edge of the water and stood there for a moment. Come on, you may have to stand there for a moment. You may have to just stand there. David, you might have to do it by faith, some crazy faith, some radical faith. Just stand there for a moment. In, in, in the sight of the adversity that's in your life, what you are facing right now, just stand there for a moment and let God do the rest. Because it's out of your control. Debbie, it's out of your control, but it's in God's hands. And as God did it for Joshua, he's going to do it for you. He stopped the waters. He stopped the waters. And not only stopped the waters, but dried up the land. He didn't want him to walk through the mud. So God want, doesn't want you today to walk through the mud. He's about to dry up the land for you today, Junior. God's about to stop the waters so that you can cross over into your Canaan. I don't know who this message is for today. But we're at Faith's Diner today at Epicenter Church. We have pulled ourselves up to the table. And we're feasting on some faith today. On some faith in God. I'm feeding you some faith today.
by faith. We need some radical faith in the house. Amen. It's faith is that bridge. You're going to make it across. You're going to make it across. You're going to make it across. Each bridge is different. Each one of your bridges are different. Come on, some of you have swinging bridges. Some of you have glass bridges. Oh, have you ever seen the videos with them glass bridges? Man, I wouldn't want to walk across one of them. But some of your bridges are glass bridges where it's scary to go across. But the moment you take your steps, you find out. You put your weight on it and you find out it's okay. And you can take one step at a time. Another bridge that you may have might be a covered bridge. Come on, we like those. Each bridge is different. Your bridge is different, David, than Big Texas Bridge. Big Texas Bridge is different than Elysia's Bridge. Each bridge is different, but the Lord wants each one of us to know. He has given each one of us the measure of faith. And we just need to walk it out. Walk across your bridge today. Walk across your bridge today. Would you stand with me today? Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.